Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Jack Disney Show, the show where we talk about everything film, comics, and, of course, Disney. I'm your host, Jack Disney, and today on the Jack Disney Show, I will be giving my thoughts on Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Joining me later will be Obed Schultz, and um, we're going to do a spoiler-free podcast, and then next week I will upload the second part of this which will be uh, all spoilers. We'll talk about the post credit scene, uh, the spoilery parts of the film, that and so much more. But before we get started, please consider subscribing to the show so that you don't miss any of these podcasts. All right, without further ado, here is the uh, audio of me and Obed discussing our thoughts on Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. All right, so I'm here today with Obed Schultz, and we are going to be talking about Shang-Chi. Yes, we went and saw this movie together, one of the first superhero movies we've both seen in theaters since Spider-Man Far From Home. Spider-Man Far From Home. Seriously, you, you haven't seen Black Widow yet, have you? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't yet. I'm okay, just going to wait until it's on Disney+. Plus. Right, that, that's how I am at this point. It's going to be on there in October. I, I've seen literally everything but Black Widow. There's not a huge rush. Um, but but yeah, no, this was really fun getting to see this in the theater, getting to see something cool and good in the theater. That was really nice. Um, what, were, what were your initial reactions walking out of this movie? Walking out of Shang-Chi, honestly, I think we were both in agreement that this one was definitely pretty high up on the MCU list because there are definitely have been some MCU movies that were a little eh, but I think this one was right, really good. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. I really enjoyed this. Um, I think maybe the hype has died down a little bit for me. That's this is how I am with every movie I see. I love it. And then, you know, I think about it for a couple of days. I'm like, uh, it's not as great as I thought, but it was still a, a good movie. Um, right. I'd say definitely top it's maybe top 10, probably end up top 15 uh, out of the yeah. you know 30 MCU things. Because, um, <laughs> you know, if you count all the TV shows and stuff, uh, there's quite a bit. But, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed the, this movie. I thought it was really good. Real quick, though, before we talk about the movie itself, I want to talk about kind of where the MCU is at this point. We got a lot of stuff on the horizon. Obviously, Loki just wrapped up. Uh, we're in the middle of What If, which you said here, um, partway through episode three. I've seen all five episodes. It's a yes. great show. Um, episode, uh, I did a review for one through four. I'll be doing another one uh, for like five through eight or five through nine. I haven't decided yet, depending on how big the finale is and whether or not it deserves its own episode. But... Um, we also got some trailers because we got two movies coming out this year after Shang-Chi. We got Eternals right. coming out in November uh, and then Spider-Man No Way Home coming out in December. Like, Ooh, that's going to be so awesome. so excited. And we also got some TV shows. I think Hawkeye's coming out. Uh, supposedly, Miss Marvel's coming out this year, but I don't think that'll happen because Hawkeye doesn't finish till December. So realistically, I think Miss Marvel's just going to be pushed because it does not have a definitive date yet. Honestly, though, right. I couldn't care less because I really hate Miss Marvel. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm okay with her just because some of the first Marvel comics that I sat and read a whole series of was Miss Marvel. But I'm not a huge fan sure. of the 
way they've depicted her in games and shows and stuff. Yeah, no, she's annoying. My first exposure to her was the Avengers Assemble cartoon on a on oh, Disney right. Channel. Oh, so annoying. Because but, in the in the comics, she's actually pretty cool, but now in all the TV hmm. shows and stuff, she's just like an annoying Gen Z kid. I've read some of her comics, and I kind of thought she was an annoying Gen, Gen Z kid. I haven't really liked... I'm a huge comic nerd. I haven't really liked much of Marvel from the last 10 years. I think they really went down the drain starting around 2015. Uh, there's a Hulk run that started a couple years ago that like delved into horror aspects of the Hulk that was pretty cool. Uh, but even that has kind of hmm. gotten bad. I just I, I haven't been a fan of recent Marvel stuff, but maybe the show will be good. Who knows? I trust Kevin Feige at this point. Feige at this point. Uh, uh, let's talk about Spider Man for a minute, dude. <laughs> that trailer was insane. Yes. So I don't know if you saw. Yes, I, 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 I saw that a... you obviously did an episode breaking down the trailer. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't want to delve into it too much. I just want to ask, uh, what were your thoughts on the trailer? Um, the second I saw the thumbnail, I thought it was another, like, fan-made trailer, and I almost didn't even click on it until I saw that it was posted by Marvel, and I just mm. sat as a schoolboy through the entire thing. Yeah. And, you know, the Green Goblin bomb and Alfred Molina oh, and all that. dude. Freaking out, sending it to everyone that I knew. Right. No, it was insane, man. I was annoyed, too, though. Uh, I'm thankful I clicked on, like, the official Marvel one. So it only showed, like, Doctor Strange and Spidey in the thumbnail. But then when I was searching it to, like, show my parents, all of the results, all the thumbnails had Doc Ock in the picture. And I'm like, what? That's kind of a major Which, spoiler. Yeah, it kind of spoils the trailer. The trailer. Um, but, yeah, no, the trailer was amazing, dude. I was so shocked to see um, the Goblin Bomb. I expected Alfred Molina was not expecting Willem Dafoe. That was a pretty good shock. Um, yeah. Because obviously there's been like leaks and rumors about Green Goblin, but none of it official. So I didn't really trust much of it. But uh, between the trailer and then him being interviewed and saying like, oh, I don't want to talk about who's in a movie until after the movie comes out. I mean, pretty clear indicator right. he's in it. So yeah for sure yeah for sure was all right after this i'm not watching any more trailers just because i don't want this thing spoiled see i'm good with trailers just because i trust marvel studios if you remember back to avengers endgame you thought they were giving a ton away in the trailers and it turned out oh no that was just the first 20 minutes like i i have a strong bet that everything we saw in this trailer was the first 20 minutes of the movie that's true, yeah. Like, honestly. I think the movie opens up, and it's like, what's Alfred Molina doing here? Like, I, I, I really do think that. <laughs> I've seen some wacko theories. Like, in the second half of the trailer, after all the multiverse stuff, Tom Holland is always dressed in a suit, and it's identical to the suit that Tobey Maguire wears in those movies. So it's like, oh, what's going on there? Hmm. So I thought that was interesting. But yeah, no, super excited yeah. for this. What about Eternals? What do you think of, of those trailers? I, I'm excited. I'm just blindly excited because I don't really know. I don't really know much about Eternals. And the trailers sort of revealed a general gist of the story, but I'm still a little sure. lost. So I'm basically just excited and I'm going to see it. I just really have no idea what it's going to be about. Yeah, no, I think that aspect of it is cool. I'm not particularly excited about it just because 
you know, I think it honestly kind of looks boring. I think there's going to be some cool lore in this film that ultimately it'll just be cool if you're reading right. on a Wikipedia page. It's like, oh, that helps explain some of Marvel. Or, oh, there's a movie coming out with these Celestials. Let me go read the Eternals Wikipedia page and I'm good. Like the movie itself doesn't seem that great. Yeah. It's just the, what it's providing for the MCU will be important. Um, yeah, I, I really wasn't impressed with either of the trailers. I think it just looks okay. They're hyping it up to be this big Oscar movie. The, the best Marvel movie ever made is what Disney has been saying. I highly doubt that. I, I don't think there's any way that's true. I think they just need to hype this up because yeah. no one knows what I mean, unless they really pull through and surprise us. It just kind of seems like it's going to be like, yeah, you know. Yeah, there's also some, you know, political stuff uh, in the movie that I don't really like. Some of the choices they've made uh, with the characters that I'm not particularly fond of uh, that might keep um, me from it fully enjoying the film. Um, but but overall, yeah, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. We'll, we'll see how it is when it comes out, you know. Yeah. Also, other big Marvel movie news, and I, I promise we're about to get to Shang-Chi. Um, Venom got moved to October 1st. Yes, very weird. Never heard of a movie doing this before. Well, no, that, I don't say that's true. Movies move all the time. Uh, yeah, this just shows that I guess the movie studio is really confident in Shang-Chi's box office. Um that they're willing to take I, a, a risk like moving i mean if you think about it venom 2 has been done for a while so they're just trying to figure out what what's the most strategic date it's not a worry of oh are we going to be done by then um i think though right, i had heard right. they were going to move it to january to be right after no way home which would make sense like man that was a great spider-man movie wait you're telling me on the next room there's a spider-man spinoff oh let me go see that I think in that sense, uh, it, January right. would have been that smart. That would be such a long wait. Yeah, and I think also you want Venom in October. Like, there's just something about it that's like, yeah, October. That makes sense. Right. Because it's and I think little Halloween-y, little scary as far as Marvel movies go. Yeah. Right. And I think it's a, a win-win scenario. If it's really bad, everyone will be like, that was enjoyably bad, like the first one. Okay, moving on. And if it's really good, it helps hype people up for No Way Home. Right. But then if it's bad, I don't think that wouldn't affect No Way Home at all because, you know, Venom was supposedly really bad and yet Far From Home everyone loved. So, you know. True. Uh, so, yeah, that's all the, the big news um, in terms of upcoming movies. I'm pretty excited for uh, all of these. Uh, the movie I really want to see a trailer to is uh, Doctor Strange 2. Still waiting on a trailer for that. I mm. bet we'll probably get one with No Way Home would be my assumption. Uh, but but yeah, super excited for all that. Yeah, I am super excited for the future of Marvel movies. But enough about the future, I guess. Shall we talk mm. about Shang-Chi? Yes, please. All right, so this is a spoiler-free review of the film for now. Uh, we'll talk some spoilers later on. I'll let you all know so that you can click off if you want to. Um, I would recommend seeing this in theaters uh, if you can. Also, though, it's only in theaters for the next, like, you know, 30-something days, and then it'll be probably on Apple TV or streaming or whatever. So, um, 
So yes, uh, let, let's get right into it. So overall thoughts on the film, we kind of already talked about this. Uh, we both liked it um, quite a bit. Um, let's just dive right on into it with, um, let, let's talk about the fight scenes in this, because that was a major aspect of this movie. Yes, I really liked the fighting in this movie. I feel like there are some movies, like, um, I... Not, I'm having trouble naming one off the top of my head, but there are just definitely my head, but there are just definitely where they rely a lot on the app. And I feel like even though this movie definitely did have high stakes, I really liked mm -hmm. how grounded a lot of the fights were, like early on, with like actual physical choreography and a little less CGI. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the I've heard some criticism of uh, some of the fighting in this film, like the train scene. Uh, which I'm sort of 50-50 on this scene. I thought it started off really cool. The grounded fight scene where he's doing the, he's doing all the fighting. And it's very different than the fighting right. you see in the beginning of the film with his mom. Uh, it's just very beautiful and choreographed. This is just like more brutal, like brawling kind of um, fighting. And I thought it was really cool. But then it, it's like, ah, there's the Marvel because right. then you got the train and it's going, it's splitting up and Aquafina's driving the train. It's just going all over the place. And the guy has the right. razor hands. It's just like, okay, this is Marvel. Okay. Um, but the first part of that fight I thought was really, really cool. I wish, I, yeah. I really wish there was more of it because then also, you know, he's not really there doing it. You know, it's partially CGI, uh, especially like the far wide shots. So I, I think that fight could have been better. But overall, he was still pretty cool. Uh, established some cool, yeah, some cool fighting. And then um, I loved all the you know crouching tiger, hidden dragon type fight scenes, where you know they're practically flying in the air, or the stuff in the beginning with um, Win Wu fighting his uh, future wife. But it's like a romantic kind of thing. Made me think sort of Batman and Catwoman yeah. if they were both ninjas. Uh, so that was kind of cool. <laughs> Uh, which I guess Batman is a ninja now. Uh, I mean, yeah, they both kind of are, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I really... And oh, go on. With, um, oh, sorry, all of Wenwu's soldiers and the whole the scaffolding on the side of the building, that was really cool. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, that was a really cool fight scene, too. Again, very, you know, probably pretty CGI heavy, and, uh, but it didn't feel like it true and what was interesting uh, to me was he has that cool kind of one-on-one -on -one duel with that um i forget the name but the masked ninja like figure um who's kind of the like when he was like assassin and i don't remember that character ever really popping up again in the movie after that which was kind of strange i thought they were kind of just there and then um oh this might be considered a spoiler but they they do die later on ah uh, good to know uh, I'll, we'll, we'll talk about why later on uh, it's not that big of a spoiler, though, because that he dies because he's just a background ninja, really. But, uh, but yeah, the fighting in this was really cool. Uh, we we've talked a little bit about it, but uh, what do you think of the special effects in this movie? I thought they they held up pretty cool, um, especially in the third act when you when it could have gone really bad, but they did such a good job with it. Right. I think especially like you were talking about in the third act, there is a lot of it, but I definitely mm -hmm. think it still looks good and I think it holds up really well. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, what about the music in this film? I actually thought the music was sort of a middle of the road 
uh, in terms of MCU music. I think a lot of these movies, the music ends up just being background noise, ends up being pretty forgettable. I think you have a few exceptions, of course, like uh, the Guardians theme or the Avengers theme. Uh, I really like the scores to The Incredible Hulk and um, Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther. Uh, But for every one of those, you have five Doctor Stranges, which I couldn't even tell you what the theme sounded like in that. I have no idea. Uh, But this movie, I think, is right in the middle. It had a a decent score. Uh, The the pop music in this film, I don't really know what it was. I don't follow modern music, but it it was cool for the the scenes it was used in. Uh, Hotel California was very I really liked this because... But I think it was something you had mentioned when we watched it also that I definitely agree with, is that it was a nice combination of kind of like the basic cinematic score for like a Marvel movie mixed with a lot of the Asian aspects, a lot of different Asian instruments mm-hmm. that added a nice flair. Yeah, no, that was really it cool. It reminded me of Black Panther. Very cool. Yeah, it reminded me of how Black Panther had like yeah. the African sounds and everything to the music. Black Panther more so than this. Um but but it still had a similar That's feel. True. And then, yeah, the use of Hotel California, I actually did some research, and it was really, it really fits with the themes of this film uh, and, the, and all the different places it's used. My personal favorite is the post credit scene. Uh, that was hilarious. <laughs> but yes. So good. Um, what about the acting in this film? Uh, I actually thought a lot of the acting was really, really good, uh, specifically Wenwu. Uh, but we can sort of go in order here. What about Shang-Chi? What, what were your thoughts on, on his performance in this? Um, I think Shang-Chi, as a character in this movie, is like, I mean, no shade, but he is kind of just a basic protagonist, so... But I mean, like, it was good. Sure. It just wasn't, like, astounding, you know? It's just like, yeah, he's all right, you know? He just kind of did what he needed to do. Nothing nothing too special there. Yeah, no, I would I would totally agree. I think he was fine. I think he was likable. Um, I enjoyed watching him. But he was kind of just there for a lot of it. I think this really was the villain's yeah. movie. Uh, and we'll talk about that in just a second. But I, I thought he was cool. I thought, you know, his powers were cool. The fighting was cool. And I'm really interested to see him in future Avengers projects. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I think he'll he'll be cool as an ensemble group, but I don't I don't really think he's a great leading man. I think I think he'll be a great supporting character. Yes, I definitely agree with that. Because. What's funny, too, though, is the actor, which I'm not a huge fan of the actor just because of some of the stuff he said. He's been acting like he's the first Asian ever, and it's like, what about Bruce Lee, Donnie Yen, Jackie Chan? There's all these great guys that you're, like, taking inspiration from, and he's, like, making it like he's the first one. Uh, so that's kind of stupid. But but anyway, I, I thought his yeah. performance was fine. Um it just felt like, okay, this is his first movie. Give him some more time to settle into the role. And I think he could be a great character in right. the Avengers series. Uh, what about Katie? What, what did we think about Katie? I thought uh, Aquafina is very interesting yeah. to me because she's really annoying in a lot of the stuff that I'm, I, I've only seen a couple movies with her, but I found her pretty annoying in both. 
Uh, and I think this, this did a good balance of ha not having too much of her and her being a good comedic relief. Yes. The fun thing about Aquafina is in every movie, she literally just plays herself. Right. Very similar to uh, Dwayne Johnson. And you either love it or, or you hate it, honestly. Is playing the same person no matter what movie she's in. Exactly. Um, I think she was definitely funny and added a nice, like, lighthearted element to the film, mm -hmm. but I think they did a good job of not making her, like, annoying and ruining Exactly. Moments, but then she exactly. can still throw in a lighthearted bit not a little too serious. So I think they did a good job of balancing that. Right, and right when you're starting to get tired of her, they, they cut to something else, and then they cut back to her, and it's like, oh, that was funny. So, I, yeah, I think she was very well handled. Uh, right. I, honestly, I hope to see more of her in the future. I hope she shows up in Avengers yeah. or in Shang-Chi 2, if that's a thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I did enjoy her quite a bit in this. Um, let's talk about the Mandarin. Wen Wu, the Mandarin. Now, Wenwu, yes. I want to talk strictly I, about his performance here. We'll talk more about the the lore and the backstory later on in the spoiler section of this. Uh, but what did you think of his performance? I honestly think um, he did a very good job. I, his mm -hmm. face seemed familiar, but I can't think of anything else I've seen him in. I think he just had I, one of those He clearly faces. knows what he's doing, because honestly, he did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he really did do a great job. Uh, I but loved he his did a great job of having kind of an intimidating presence. Like, yeah. I'm, mm -hmm. He also had some elements of, like, um, being a good father and, like, well, not a good father, but he could still be a little bit, like, nice and formal at times, while at the same time having that presence of, like, someone you don't want to get into a fight with. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think he was incredible, man. Like, he was easily uh, the best performance in the entire film. One of the better MCU performances, honestly, uh, in terms of yeah. villains. I think I think he's definitely up there, you know. Uh, I, I think, even though I love Josh Brolin as Thanos, I think, honestly, I might have to rewatch this and it might change. I thought his performance was more believable than even, you know, someone like Josh Brolin. Uh, or Michael B. Jordan, both of whom were incredible villains. Um, maybe he's not better than them, right. but he's certainly up there with the two of them. Uh, Michael Keaton as well, he was really good. And um, Kurt Russell was pretty good. It's just like a very scary villain. But I, I think Wenwu's definitely up there as a, a really good villain, a really complex character that you can feel sorry for. And he ultimately goes through the hero's journey in this film. He He's the one who actually has an arc yeah. throughout the film. And I think they did a, a phenomenal job with that. It was definitely worth the wait all these years to see the Mandarin. Uh, I really enjoyed his, his yeah. performance. And I, they did a great job of showing his like progression of this evil kind of mob boss like character who right. is very commanding to the, to the soft father and then kind of reverting back to his old ways of being this evil like, um, commanding person again after he loses um yeah yeah after no his, his 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 part uh was was pretty fantastic i i really enjoyed him uh in this film so any other thoughts uh before we move on to the spoiler section anything else uh you want to talk about uh honestly no other than that this was uh, definitely just 
solid film. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Jack Disney Show, the show where we talk about everything film, comics, and, of course, Disney. I'm your host, Jack Disney, and today on the Jack Disney Show, I will be giving my thoughts on Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Joining me later will be Obed Schultz, and um, we're going to do a spoiler-free podcast, and then next week I will upload the second part of this which will be uh, all spoilers. We'll talk about the post credit scene, uh, the spoilery parts of the film, that and so much more. But before we get started, please consider subscribing to the show so that you don't miss any of these podcasts. All right, without further ado, here is the uh, audio of me and Obed discussing our thoughts on Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm-hmm. 